And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruits and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome into Football and Grits, your SEC-centric podcast here on The Athletic. I'm Aaron Suttles. It's Tuesday, so that means it's the subscriber participation day of the show, Football and Grits, where I answer your questions from the mailbag. And as always, hats off to you guys and gals uh, just firing excellent questions from across the conference. And it's a busy time of year, right? We just... We just saw, uh, from for some teams, the completion of the regular season. We know this Saturday we're going to get the SEC championship game, and we're going to get some makeup games. We're, we're right, we're right here at the end, and we're already starting to see um, a couple co- coaches in the conference be fired. Most notably, and uh, in, in latest was Gus Malzahn at Auburn, and we'll get to some of that. But it's it's we're we're getting it's it's, it's the time of year where you're getting a lot of off the field news that sort of dominates the headlines which is still weird because we got games to play still because of you know uh, other conferences starting later than others and with the sec obviously using uh sec championship saturday as makeup games so you still have some teams playing but it's also um sort of coinciding with all of this news that's coming around from the conference with new head coaches and and the rumor mill and all that stuff. It's it's if you're a college football junkie, it's an exciting time because every time you refresh your Twitter timeline, um, you're getting new news about what coach is in play at this school and what this booster is supposedly telling this person. So it's a, a lot of excitement. We're going to dig into some of that. But before we get started, as always, if you could go and subscribe, rate, and review Football and Grips um, wherever you get your podcast, it helps us uh, when you do that get podcasts out to new listeners. Let's just go ahead and dig in. We'll start with Blake S. What does the Gus Malzahn firing mean for Jeremy Pruitt? And does Pruitt keep his job if AM blows him out Saturday? Now I'm gonna I'm gonna combine this with a question from Tony M, who says, let's hypothetically say Tennessee fires Pruitt and targets Hugh Freeze. What do the financials look like considering Pruitt and his staff's buyouts on top of the fact that Freeze is under contract until 2026? Would Tennessee have to buy out Freeze's deal at Liberty on top of a jettison Pruitt staff? If so, what do you estimate the final price tag looking like, and where does that money even come from? So, um, I think the Auburn firing of Gus Malzahn has has pushed the fast-forward button on the situation at Tennessee in a couple different regards. Um, a lot to get to. Let's just start with Jeremy Pruitt's job security. Uh, if they get blown out by Texas A&M on Saturday, and, and Texas A&M actually has some – motivation to look as good as possible right they're sitting at five there's that conversation going on of do they belong in the college football playoff um let's say notre dame beats clemson for the second time texas a&m's right there so in in order to strengthen their resume and to look as good as possible fresh off fresh in people's memories texas a&m jimbo they will look good so they have a motivation 
to sort of blow out Jeremy Pruitt in Tennessee. Where I think it gets interesting is I don't think Tennessee was in any – I don't think they had an appetite to make a coaching decision this year. I don't think the appetite was there. I mean, certainly the fan base has that appetite. I'm talking about from a financial stewardship um, perspective of this program. I don't think there was an appetite to blow Jeremy Pruitt and that staff out. This year, precisely for what you're talking about, the, the financial ramifications. Let's not just let's not forget Tennessee literally just got out from uh, under the pressure of paying Butch Jones. Tennessee has been paying Butch Jones the entire time. Butch Jones has been at Alabama as a special assistant to Nick Saban. Now we all know Butch Jones has got the Arkansas State job, and that would have um, you know that would have lessened that burden. But it's, it's it's gone. Tennessee no longer has to pay him, so they just got out from underneath that. Is there an appetite? from within that athletic department, from within that boosters, to pay another buyout. Um, I think the fan base is there. I think they're done with Jeremy Pruitt from a fan base perspective. And if you've seen any of the press conferences coming out at Knoxville lately, uh, it looks like it's getting a little contentious there between the, the, the press and the media and Jeremy Pruitt. But I, I, I think I think Gus Malzahn's firing has caused more of those conversations to have to take place because – I do think there is a real flirtation, and I don't know how how real it is from the power brokers at Tennessee because I'm I don't cover Tennessee. I'm not as intimate with that as, as say David Ubbin is, who covers Tennessee for uh, for the Athletic, does an outstanding job. Um, what is the appetite with those big money boosters, and how much of a flirtation is it with them and Hugh Freeze? You hear all sorts of rumors about Hugh Freeze. And that maybe Tennessee was going to give Jeremy Pruitt another year. If that didn't work out, maybe next year was sort of the year that conversation was going to start happening. Well, Gus Malzahn gets fired at Auburn. Um, Hugh Freeze's name starts getting mentioned for the Auburn job. And now if you're Tennessee and, and, and you've identified that if Jeremy Pruitt doesn't work out, that Hugh Freeze is your guy, you may have to make um, a decision sooner than you wanted to. So, so that's it's it's all relevant here. And you start talking about the money. Yeah, it would be huge. You're going to pay Jeremy Pruitt and his staff, and I don't know how many of those staff members are on multi-year deals. That's becoming more and more popular. We didn't see that a lot in the past with assistant coaches, right? You didn't see a lot of assistant coaches getting multi-year deals. They were sort of on a year-to-year deal. Um. But now you see more of that. So I'm not intimately familiar with Tennessee's assistant coaches, but at least for Jeremy Pruitt, you just gave him the extension not too long ago, relatively. So you'd have to buy him out. And then, yeah, Hugh Freeze just agreed. I think I don't know how far along they are if they've got the I's dotted and the T's crossed, but Hugh Freeze just agreed to a new, a new deal with Liberty. You'd have to buy him out. You'd have to buy Jeremy Pruitt and his staff out. So you're, you're talking about a tens of million dollar buyout here to, to, to get Hugh Freeze to Tennessee. And this is fresh off of just all that dead money that you were paying Butch Jones. But as we've seen, if you get the right guy, uh, people aren't going to remember five years down the road how much money you spent to get him. But if you got to make it's that's why this why it's called leadership. And Phil Fulmer, does Phil Fulmer get to make that decision? How popular is Philip Fulmer right now in Knoxville after after having given? Jeremy Pruitt, that extension. These are all questions that, that are facing Tennessee right now. But it would be answering Tony's question. It's a huge financial investment if you're going to blow Jeremy Pruitt out to get Hugh Freeze. Again, fan base doesn't care because the majority of fan base is not affecting their 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 checking account. But, but they just want wins. But the fan base won't care how much money you spend if that's the right guy. But if you, if you spend a lot of money 
to fire Jeremy Pruitt and to buy out Hugh Freeze and Hugh Freeze doesn't work out, yeah, the fan base remembers that and then they throw it in your face. So it's it's a critical time at Tennessee and Auburn's firing of Gus Malzahn has has forced Tennessee's hand somewhat if you're of the belief, and this is the belief that's widely out there, that Tennessee would have targeted Hugh Freeze the next year. Uh, listen, Hugh Freeze is um, – agents play the game. And you always wonder where this information comes from about coaching searches and and often how time some people come up with these lists. Agents play a big part in how those lists get shaped. Agents, if they want to get their – if they want to use leverage to get their client more money or an extension – Oh, that job just came open. Maybe I'll put my client's name out there and force my force this school to negotiate with me. That's how this works. So, and then oftentimes, if you your coach wants to move on, and he'll have his agent do the work behind the scenes of putting his name out there. I don't know if you saw the press conference from Mario Cristobal last night, but he was pretty much honest. He said, "Listen, I haven't had any direct contact with Auburn. I don't think my agent has, but I haven't talked to him." At the time he did the interview, he goes, we talk every day, but I haven't talked to him today. So there's a variety of ways to play the games. And and agents shape these stories and these deals way more than you would believe. I mean, how do you think Auburn got in that position to with Gus Malzahn's contract? I don't know if you know the the details of that contract extension that that Gus Malzahn got that Jimmy Sexton got him. But it calls for it. I think, you know, without covering Auburn, I know the buyout that they're going to have to pay – Gus Malzahn's $21, $22 million. Well, half of that is due within 30 days. So you're talking, what, $10, $11 million Auburn has to come up with in a month to buy Gus Malzahn out? I mean, these agents, Jimmy Sexton's really good at what he does. And, you know, this is a fascinating time of year because so much is going on. But uh, Gus Malzahn at Auburn has certainly put Tennessee in the spotlight. And I, I think your, your guys' questions are, are appropriate. If the team is listless, if the team is lifeless, playing Texas A&M, it's bad for Jeremy Pruitt. And Jeremy Pruitt would make a lot of money if they want to fire him, but that's just where Tennessee is right now. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Uh, Tom H. asks, I live in North Louisiana and continue here to hear that the sexual assault cover-up accusations are going to be the end of Coach O. Is this true, and how do you think this will play out? Um, let me be clear. I, 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 I'm not well-versed on the entire story. I, I, I know the basics. Um, I know the, the Cliff Notes version of what's going on in regards to that. So I, I don't want to speak too, author, um, too authoritatively on this particular subject. I will say this. Um, Coach o hasn't been himself if you look at his press conferences lately. It's just not what we remember him to be. And part of that is to say that has had an awful season. But they, they're coming off their biggest win uh, of the season. And if you're, you would think he has all the job security in the world after the season they had in 2019. But um, if you get involved in something like this, and I don't know Ed, Ed Orgeron's involvement. I don't know the senior athletic staff at LSU's involvement. I know what's been written. But I don't know for certain. So that's why I'm, I'm trying to avoid – Speaking in absolutes here, but I do know if they found that at Orgeron um, in, in, in any way uh, was a part of this cover-up, that's reason to fire him for cause, and they don't have to worry about his contract. Now, that could end up in the court system and in LSU's lawyers and at Orgeron's lawyers can, can figure that out, but if you're looking to get rid of Ed Orgeron because of the season they've had, um, this is a way to do it. If you determine he was in any way involved in the cover-up, now I'm not—I want to be very clear on this because this is a man's reputation, this is his livelihood, and I don't want to defame him. I don't know that Ed Orgeron did this. I'm just answering the question from Tom H. Who's hearing that the sexual assault cover-up accusations are going to be the end of Coach O? I don't know that they are. I don't know that they're not. But I know in this particular political climate, these things are taken very, very seriously. And once it comes to light, there's a lot of pressure exerted. And, and at the end of the day, Ed Orgeron is the head coach of that program. So, um, again, these are very sensitive topics that, that that could be attached to Ed Orgeron for the rest of his life. And I'm, I don't know enough. I'm just not – I just don't know enough about the situation to say any way or the other that this could take him down. I just know if he is in any way – if they determine in any way that he had an involvement, they have reason to, to fire him for cause. And – you can forget about that contract. They won't owe him any of it if they fire him for cause. Um, it's something to keep track of, and it's in the news. And it's something that LSU's having to deal with, and their basketball program's under investigation. It's uh, it's a messy time down there, um, you know. But what they did on the field uh, against Florida was a high point for their season, certainly. And now, with the season coming to the end, they're going to have to deal with stories about that program not being about the big winning against Florida. It's going to be about the sexual uh, assault allegations, unfortunately. Adam C., how much do you think the all-SEC schedule is resulting in the unrest and subsequent firings at several schools? Teams like Auburn, South Carolina, Vanderbilt, Tennessee uh, would have three to four more wins with the original schedules. Do you think that would have saved any of these jobs if just for another year or two? Um, potentially. I don't at Auburn. I think the Auburn situation, um, what, they go six and four. 
if you figure they win three or four out of conference games, that's a nine-win team. It's hard to envision blowing out a nine-win coach, but I think it's who the wins are or and losses are against, right? I think it's the embarrassing loss to Georgia. I think it's the embarrassing loss to Alabama. I think it's you know not beating your rivals. I also think Texas A&M plays a little bit of part of that, right? You see. If you're Auburn, you see you're having to deal with Nick Saban, which isn't going away. You're dealing with Alabama in your backyard. Uh, you just saw what LSU did the year before, and now you see Texas A&M just nipping at a, a berth in the college football playoff. And if you're Auburn, you're saying, okay, we're sort of right here in the middle. We already know Alabama's better than us, our biggest rival. We know that Georgia's better than us, our, our other biggest rival. And in our in our conference, in our division, we got a team. They just won a national championship the year before, and now another team in the West is past us and in contention for the college football playoff. So what are aspirations for a program? I think that's where you are if you're Auburn. So I don't I don't necessarily think those extra three wins for Auburn this year saves Gus Malzahn. I think it's just it, there's a such thing as, as fans getting fatigued of a coach. I think that's where they were with Gus Malzahn. And it was to a point where they were willing to pay an obscene amount of money to, to have him not coach at that school anymore. So I don't think Auburn that would have saved him. South Carolina, maybe. Maybe, but I sort of also get the sense, I mean, South Carolina's they're, they're an athletic department dealing with sort of what Auburn is. I mean, they got South Carolina's got Clemson, one of the best programs in the country, at an all-time high that they're having to deal with, which warps perceptions. So <clears throat> I get the sense that Will Muschamp would have been gone this year too. Um, Vanderbilt, maybe. Um, they, they might have kept around. I, I definitely think it would have been, it, it would have helped Tennessee a little bit. Uh, I still think right now, unless you know something drastic changes, I think Jeremy's going to get another year. But you know, eventually, when you get into year four, year three, year four, year five, it becomes less about the number of wins. I mean, you can pad your stats right with those three or four out of conference wins, depending on who they come against. But it's who, they're, it's who they're against, right? If you're Tennessee and you continue to lose to Alabama and you continue to lose to Florida and you continue to lose to Georgia, you know, it's just sort of like, where are we? I mean, is, is the number of wins the marker or is it who those wins are coming against? And I think for some of these proud SEC programs like Auburn, uh, like Tennessee, it becomes about we're, – we're seeing – and maybe not so much this particular example against Tennessee this year because the – just the rails fell off, but like take take last year for instance, Tennessee. They ended the season great, right? Six game winning streak, but they didn't beat anybody that that really really excited the fan base. And, and I think that's where Auburn fans are. I think that's where Tennessee fans are. Um, so it, it might have made a difference in one or two of those situations, but by and large, I don't think buying those wins, which which is what they are, the majority of those out of conference games, they're they're bought wins. I mean, you might schedule one great out of conference against the Power Five, but the other three are home games that you've bought a W. And then even even in Tennessee's case, it's not always a W, right? Georgia State, BYU, a couple of years ago. But you get where I'm going with that. It's just um, I am surprised that teams have been as active firing coaches in a pandemic in which <clears throat> you're laying off people in the athletic departments, all of those things, but – at the end of the day, you know, if the boosters are paying the money, which is where I think a disconnect is a lot of this time, people see the headline, Auburn pays $22 million. Auburn Athletic Department's not paying that $22 million. 
that's being paid by boosters, by big guys behind the scenes. Now, that money could have gone elsewhere, right? You could have said, hey, we need a new football building. Can we get that money for that? But now that money's going to, to, to pay a coach who no longer coaches. So you can get into the semantics of that back and forth. But I've been a little surprised at how active teams are at firing people in a pandemic year. <clears throat> but it's college football. <laughs> it's college athletics. Nothing should really surprise us all that much. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. So we go to Derek M. Final question. Up to this point in the season, you're not allowed to let national championship teams sway you. Where would you rank this Alabama team among Nick Saban coach teams? They're one or two in my book. Where I would go with this, if you're taking, which this is how I'm reading the question is, you're taking the national championship teams like out of the equation, right? So if we're just looking at teams on their regular season accomplishments, this team's got to be up there. I think I would put 2016 number one in my book. That team was just pretty much unbelievably dominant throughout the regular season, one of the best defenses we've ever seen at Alabama. I think 2018 through the regular season was as dominant a team as Alabama's ever had. Look at, look at some of those offensive numbers, what they did in the regular season, I think, which, again, we're just ranking regular season. I think 2016 is up there. 2018 is up there. Uh, and this year is up there. And just in terms of regular season, we're taking championships out of the equation. Um, yeah, this is the best Alabama's offense has ever been. In that, and we're even talking about 2018, which is previously the best it's ever been. Um you know, I think the defense playing the way it has of late, um, what, they have only allowed one passing touchdown in the last five games. They've got 13 sacks in the last three games. They haven't given up more or haven't allowed more than 17 points in the last, uh, what, in two months since October 17th. So the Georgia game, they haven't given up more than 17 points since that time. So what's that, six games, 60% of the regular season. So, Defense is playing well. Offense is playing as best it's ever has. You got two Heisman finalists. I'd have to say this is up there for for Nick Saban teams. Of course, the gold standard um, is always 2009 because they finished it, right? They finished it all the way through unbeaten, which is the only team Nick Saban's had at Alabama that's done that. But just regular season, I'd probably put 2016-1. And then you can take your your choice of 18 or 20 on on number two for me in terms of – where they are at this point in the season and beyond that you know 2012 was a dominant team 2011 was a great team just a little limited on offense but um those were probably my five um just taking championships out of the equation thank you guys for listening coming up on football and grits on wednesday that's always david ubbin and josh kendall they can get you guys up to date on the wild wacky things going on in the sec east which now includes tennessee rumors all over the place thanks for listening i will catch you guys next week Thank you.